0: Blessed be the Holy Trinity, one God who alone does wonders, who lifts up the lowly, who fills the hungry with good things. Amen. Thank you for investing your time in today's devotional. You could have chosen to do many other things today, but you've chosen to spend some of your time with God. Celebrate that as you step away, however briefly, from the busyness of your day, and enter into a time of devotion with this litany. For everything there is a season, a time to keep silence and a time to speak. For God alone my soul waits in silence. From God alone comes my salvation. I will not hide God's saving help within my heart. I will speak of God's faithfulness and steadfast love. May the words of our mouths and the meditations of our hearts be acceptable to God, our Rock and our Redeemer. On December 9th, we read together the ninth chapter of the Gospel of Luke. And Here now our focus passage, verses 28 to 36.
1: Now about eight days after these sayings, Jesus took with him Peter and John and James and went up on the mountain to pray. And while he was praying, the appearance of his face changed, and his clothes became dazzling white. Suddenly they saw two men, Moses and Elijah, talking to him. While he was saying this, a cloud came and overshadowed them, and they were terrified as they entered the cloud. Then from the cloud came a voice that said, This is my son, my chosen. Listen to him. When the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone, and they kept silent and in those days told no one any of the things they had seen.
0: When the days drew near for Jesus to be taken up, He set his face to go to Jerusalem. This brief line, coming shortly after today's text, is a turning point for Jesus in the Gospel of Luke. Prior to this moment, with exception to the events of his birth, the entirety of Jesus' life, and especially his ministry, has been centered in the Galilee as far as Luke is concerned. This now begins a journey narrative moving Jesus and his disciples from the Galilee to Jerusalem and the cross. This journey will take the next ten chapters of Luke's Gospel. The journey narrative is a powerful one for storytelling. Often it features themes of challenge and growth, deepening relationship, great parable and remarkable triumphs. When I think of travel narratives, I often think of Frodo, Sam, and Gandalf in Lord of the Rings. I wonder, what travel stories do you think of? There's a line by Bilbo Bilbo Baggins from Lord of the Rings that I think encapsulates the power of the journey narrative, and in particular the significance of this transfiguration scene for today. Bilbo says, It's a dangerous business, Frodo, going out your door. You step onto the road, and if you don't keep your feet, there's no knowing where you might be swept off to. Journeys are powerful, but without proper footing they can be doomed to fail. When I think about Jesus and the Transfiguration, I often think he's returning to a powerful source to ensure proper footing. You see, mountains are rich with significance in the biblical narrative. It was on a mountain that God stayed Abraham's hand from killing Isaac. The temple is on a mountain. Isaiah's vision of God's peaceful kingdom comes to pass on a mountain. Even the place Jesus will ultimately be crucified is a hill, itself somewhat mountainous. Especially for today, Jesus' two conversational partners had their own mountaintop experiences. Moses was in the mountains when the burning bush awakened his calling. Later, it was to the mountains that he would return to speak with God and later to die. Likewise, Elijah defeated the prophets of Baal on the mountain, and later, when he fled in fear, God hid and cared for him in the mountains. Simply put, The mountains are a place of holy connection with the presence and activity of God. But there's more. Moses and Elijah aren't simply figures from Israel's story. They are perhaps THE figures of Israel's story. Moses the lawgiver and Elijah the prophet stand for much of what was the written word of scripture that has led up to this moment. Of course, they find themselves on this particular occasion standing with the word, Jesus, once again, on a mountaintop. Jesus has returned to the familiar footing he'll need for the journey ahead. He's gathered with God's people, Peter, James, John, and Moses and Elijah. He's in the presence of the story that has come before. The law and the prophets that he's come to fulfill are here talking with him. He's in a familiar place rich with the presence of God. God has shown up in these places before, does so now and will do so again. And he's in the presence of God his Father, booming down from heaven. Jesus is returning to the source for sure footing before his journey to Jerusalem and to the cross for our salvation. In doing so, he sets a powerful reminder for us this day and all days to return to the source, God, for our own sure footing. For we too find ourselves on a journey, one made possible by Jesus' journey, one we take with Peter, James, John, Moses, Elijah, and all the sisters and brothers who are named and claimed by God. Would you pray with me?